Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 41, WordPress Plugins for Podcasters. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis from the Noodle Mix Network, and you can follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. And if you are new to this show, this is the podcast where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. You can check out the show and the show notes for this episode over at theaudacitytopodcast.com. And since this is episode 41, check out the show notes for this episode after it's published over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 41. And all of the links that I mentioned within the show will be over there, as well as how you can contact the show and most importantly, subscribe to the show for free. Subscribe in iTunes, Zoom Marketplace, Miro, Stitcher, all of these options for free over there at theaudacitytopodcast.com. Now, we're podcasters, or most likely, if you're listening to this, you're most likely a podcaster. Maybe you're a blogger coming to this and trying to decide make this move to podcasting and you've heard people talk about podcasting before and maybe you're already running WordPress. Well, I hope you're already running WordPress. WordPress is the best solution for blogging and I think and many others think as well that it's the best solution for podcasting as well. But here's the question. If you're a blogger and you want to start podcasting, then what do you need to do on your WordPress site to turn from blogger to podcaster? It is quite simple. In fact, it's so simple that you just install some plugins and it makes it super easy. In fact, there's one plugin that will turn your WordPress blog into a WordPress podcast website. But to have an effective website for podcasting, there are other plugins that I'm going to recommend to you. Now, I've looked around on the web just to make sure I wasn't duplicating what anyone else said. And most of the other times that people would mention plugins for podcasting, they would simply say on their site, here are the plugins you can use to start a podcast. And they would list plugins that did the same thing. PowerPress, PodPress, podcasting, all of these different plugins that all do the same thing. And they present it as pick one of these to do your podcast. Well, I'm presenting to you a list of plugins that you can use on your website and you can use all of these. Well, I give you a couple choices on a couple points, but these are intended for you to consider all of them, not just pick one from a list, but consider using all of these. You don't have to use all of these, but this is what I found that works really well for podcasting with WordPress. These plugins, and I've got them split into categories for you too. So first of all, to start podcasting with WordPress, you need a podcasting plugin. Duh. (laughs) I highly recommend it to you. The only way to fly is Blueberry PowerPress podcasting plugin. And this makes it super easy for you to start 
including podcast episodes with your WordPress podcast or with your WordPress feed already and your blog that you already have, PowerPress makes it super easy. I just helped a new client recently move from a PodPress site, which you've probably heard of PodPress, and that used to be the way to fly until the plane stopped flying. Then people still get in the plane hoping to go places, and now it just kind of scurries along the ground. It's kind of like, imagine a fly. You pull the wings off a fly. It can still get places. It just takes a lot longer to get there, and it's not as fun. That's what PodPress is right now, is that, yeah, PodPress does have certain features and options in it that PowerPress doesn't. But PodPress also breaks quite frequently. And I had a client that wanted to move from PodPress to PowerPress. So I helped him with that. And I was, yes, honestly, I was surprised. It's been a long time since I've been in PodPress. I was surprised in the features that it presented. But also disappointed because it was so complicated. And this client was having a hard time working with it because it was so complicated and did a lot of things that it didn't need to do and made it just really complicated. And so I moved him over to PowerPress and it's so much easier for him. PowerPress gets it to the point that all you have to do when you're writing your blog post is this is all I have to do to turn a blog post into a podcast is in PowerPress, right there in my blog post field where I'm writing out my blog post, I just type in the name of my podcast file and click verify. That's it. That's all I have to do now because PowerPress has been set up. I don't have to include a full huge URL or any of that. But PowerPress is the only way to fly if you're going to do podcasting with your blog. Additionally, you can use in PowerPress, you can use its features to do to handle your FeedBurner redirect codes as well. So if you want to give people a FeedBurner RSS link instead of your regular RSS link, so you want to track stats and such, PowerPress has that built into them. I didn't realize that until just today because I started looking at it and thinking, wait a minute, I think this does it. I think I've been using two plugins to do the same thing for a while. There are also, if you're just a blogger and looking into trying to get FeedBurner to work with your WordPress, then two plugins that I recommend is FD FeedBurner plugin or the Tint Blogger RSS FeedBurner redirect plugin. That's a long name. But the links to this, these will be in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 41. So for podcasting, you got to get PowerPress. It's the only way to fly. Then when you have a podcast feed, it's best if you have a way for people to be able to comment on your content and you can get a discussion going. See, podcasting is part of social media It's not social if you're not letting a conversation go on around your media. So there are two plugins that I recommend. You have a choice on one of these. First of all, you know that as soon as you open up comments on your site, you're going to get spam. That's the way of life. We live in a cursed world and you will have spam comments on your site. However, the way that you can do that is by using the Akismet plugin. Now this comes by default 
in your installation. But you need to enable it and you need to go to, I suggest making a WordPress.com account just so you can get the API key over there. And then you insert that into a Kismet. And a Kismet is a central database of what is considered spam. So it helps with your spam filtering by comparing all of your comments that you receive to this database and certain algorithms and keywords and IP addresses and email addresses and all of this stuff. And if it matches that it seems like spam, then it marks as it's spam. It doesn't publish it and it doesn't notify you about it. You can customize how it notifies you, but it works great for that. And you can use this in addition to the next two plugins I'll mention for you. Now, you have a choice between these two, and I highly recommend these. Intense debate comments or discuss comment system. Both of these add extra functionality to your commenting system. You don't have to have these on your website, but you've heard me many times in the past talk about you need to make it easy for your visitors and for your listeners. There's a great book about web design called Don't Make Me Think, and That's really what you need to consider for your website visitors and your podcast listeners is don't make them think. Make it easy for them to comment on your site. And although WordPress's default comment system does work, it's missing some functionality that can be quite easy to implement. And that is by using the intense debate or discuss system. They both work by layering themselves over your comment system. So you don't have to replace any code. You don't have to dig into your template or anything like that. They cover your content, uh, your comment system for you. And in fact, import all of your comments that you already have. They import it into their system. I've personally chosen to use Intense Debate because it's made by the same people who made WordPress, as well as since I'm a web designer and I'm thinking about accessibility and what if this, what if that, what if someone is visiting the website and they don't have this or something. For example, JavaScript. If JavaScript isn't turned on, Discuss doesn't work and you will see absolutely no comments at all because Discuss has no fallback if JavaScript isn't running. If Intense Debate discovers that there is no JavaScript running, it falls back to the default WordPress comment system and it keeps them synchronized with each other. So it's a great system. I think it's more accessible. Both of these also give the benefit to commenters to be able to log in, well, kind of log in using Twitter or Facebook or a discuss or intense debate login uh, username and password so that all of their comments can be linked together with their social profile. And many people would much rather click a login with Twitter or login with Facebook button than having to type in their information every time they visit your site to comment on your blog or podcast. So check those out. Either Intense Debate or Discuss. Don't use both of them together. That, that'll be like a Blendtec blender blending a Blendtec blender. It, the world would end if someone did that. So podcasting plugins, comments plugins, also If you're wanting to podcast with your WordPress blog, you should also look at getting some good stats systems. This can tell you how many people are visiting your website, what pages they're looking at, how many people are subscribing to your feed, and how many people are actually downloading your episodes. 
for statistics, I recommend either the Google, Google Analytics for WordPress plugin or Google Analyticer, Anal, Analyticator. That's hard to say, but the link is in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 41. Both of these plugins do the same thing, and that is they link to your Google Analytics account, and I highly recommend that you get that. It is free, and it gives you extremely thorough stats on your website visitors. Also, you could consider, in addition to this, the Woopra Analytics plugin. Woopra is similar to Google in that it shows you page information and uh, visitor information and stats, but Woopra is live. You can log into Woopra.com slash live through Google Chrome or you can use their uh, downloadable app or look on their website and you see live real-time statistics. So if you send out a tweet and you want to see how many people are clicking on that tweet right now, you can see that with Woopra. It's a great way to track live real-time statistics on your site. But also, if you want the download stats and also subscriber stats, then again, it comes back to use the Blueberry PowerPress podcasting plugin. And they have in there, like I said, the ability that you can put in your FeedBurner link. So your subscribers will register through FeedBurner so you can see how many subscribers you have. And then you can also use Blueberry's free stats system or pay just a little bit per month and get their premium stats system and incorporate that very seamlessly with their PowerPress player. And so then you see how many people are actually downloading your episodes and how are they downloading it? Are they downloading it through iTunes, through the website, clicking the play button, whatever. And if you're looking for just an RSS redirector, then again, FD FeedBurner plugin or the Tent Blogger RSS FeedBurner redirect plugin. Huh, that's a mouthful. So podcasting plugins, comments plugins, stats plugins. Now plugins to help with your email and privacy. First of all, you need to have a contact form on your website. Even if you put your email address on your website, you still need to have a contact form because this is sometimes easier for people to send you an email through your contact page than through an email address because many times people will use a software client for their email like Outlook or Entourage or Mail or Thunderbird or anything like that and it takes time to load on a to load a program like that to be able to send an email put a contact form on your website and it makes it easier for them to send you an email without their having to load an email program Additionally, it helps reduce spam because you can have things put into this form that prevents spammers from using it or just bots out there from using it. Now, when you add something like a contact form, and I recommend the plugin Contact Form 7, it's really easy to set up and use. When you install it, please don't make your audience have to squint their eyes, stand up on their heads or anything like that in order to read one of those little CAPTCHA codes where it's the random letters or numbers or words. Those things are so hard to read, some of them, especially the ones that Google uses. Don't make your audience have to pull their hair out in order to send you an email. Make it easy for them. 
So contact form seven is a way super easy way that you can put a contact form on your site. You can embed it using a little short code into either a post, a page, or even a widget on the side of your site. So you can put it anywhere you want and you don't have to know code to make it, but you can customize it quite easily. I really like it and I use it. But additionally, besides making a contact form, I do recommend that you have your email address on your website. Now, sirens are probably going off in your mind saying, uh-oh, 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 spam, spam, spam. Yes, if you put your email address on your website, you're going to get spam. And right now in my chat room over at noodle.mx slash live, where I normally have the chat room, they're talking about ways that they spell out their email address on their website and that it prevents spam. Here's the example that one person put in there as their uh, feedback address is feedback space hyphen the word at hyphen space qaqn dot com. Now, yes, that prevents spam. You know what else it prevents? It prevents people from emailing you. When I see stuff like this, I am less inclined to email people. I've seen even more embellished spam or email addresses listed, like where they say feedback, and they'll actually write this part. They'll say A with the circle around it and mypodcast.com. Or they'll do all sorts of things like that that make it so hard for someone that people can't just click on it. They can't copy and paste it. They have to go through all of these processes to send you an email, make it easy for people. And the way I recommend you do that is, and I've mentioned this plugin many times before, is the CryptX plugin for WordPress. CryptX gives you several options for how you can encode your email. What this lets you do is you can type your email into a post, a widget, a page, even comments, it'll handle, and you can adjust this in the options. Then it gives you several different ways that you can work with your email and encode your email so that spammers can't grab it. It can do that distorted method of putting in the little extra letters in there and spaces and all of that. It can do that, but it can also use JavaScript to encrypt your email address so that spam bots can't grab your email address. But real human beings that come to your website, and by the way, statistics show that about 98% of podcast listeners are human beings, just in case you were wondering. I made that stat up on the spot. You want your site to be readable for humans. So when a human visits your website and they see an email address, they'll see an email address. And it looks like an email address. In fact, they can even click it and it will open their email program just like any other email address on their website would. However, it's encrypted so that you will not get spam through listing your email address there. This makes it really easy for your listeners and your readers to be able to contact you straight through an email address I highly recommend it. Uh, please do not write an email address out in some weird cryptic way. Let CryptX take care of that. That's CryptX. And again, link on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com 
slash 41. So plugins for podcasting, comments, plugins for comments, plugins for stats, plugins for email and privacy, and plugins for search engine optimization, SEO. There are a lot of people out there professing to be SEO experts. And yes, there are SEO experts. But you don't have to hire an SEO expert to make your site optimized for search engines. There are two different two basic ways that you can do this. See, when you by default use a regular default theme or many times free themes for your WordPress installation, then it's not totally optimized for search engines. It doesn't have all of the stuff where it should be or even existing at all. There are certain HTML things and stuff needs to be in your header or head, actually, of your HTML. And this is stuff you don't, you shouldn't have to worry about. So I recommend either get a good theme, like I recommend Genesis, Standard Theme, or Thesis are three good themes that I recommend. All three of them have search engine optimization built in. But if you have a theme that doesn't have search engine optimization built in, then you should get the all-in-one SEO pack. The all-in-one SEO pack, search engine optimization, adds extra functionality to your website and to every post. Now, it doesn't just instantly make your site optimized for search engines. It helps, yes, with some things. But the best way that you can take advantage of it is notice that when you create a new blog post in WordPress and a post for your podcast, that you have a new panel, which is the all-in-one SEO, or if you're using the Genesis standard theme or thesis themes, then you'll see something similar where it's SEO settings for that post. This is where you can write things a little bit more optimized for search engines but maybe not necessarily in the way that you want your audience to read it. For example, when I write my blog posts, I title the blog post with TAP, well, the podcast episodes, that is, with TAP041 colon space and then the title of the episode. So this one will be TAP041 colon WordPress plugins for podcasters. When you see that on a search engine though you don't want that tap 041 colon showing up on a search engine on a google search result that means nothing to people who are searching for your site or searching for content from google the tap 041 means nothing to them it might mean something to your website visitors but not to search engines so using this little section added by the all-in-one SEO pack or a good search engine optimized theme like Genesis standard theme or thesis, using their extra little section, you can enter a different title. And this is the title that will show up to search engines as well as if someone, many times if someone clicks a tweet button from your site, this is the title that will get tweeted instead of whatever your title that shows up it's legible on your page readable so check out the all-in-one search engine optimization pack or 
SEO pack or get a good theme like Genesis standard theme or thesis. If you go to the show notes at the audacity slash 41, you'll see my links in there to Genesis standard theme and thesis. Those are affiliate links. So if you purchase the themes through there, then it helps the show a little bit. And I would greatly appreciate it if you do that, but you don't have to. It's just a thing that I appreciate. So podcasting plugins, comments plugins, stats plugins, email and privacy plugins, search engine optimization plugins, and social sharing plugins. You want people to be able to share your podcast easily. And a great way to do this is with a plugin called ShareBar. There are many plugins that do similar things like there's share this, there's add this, there's social whatever sites out there. ShareBar is the one that I found that I like the best because of some of the behavior that it has and the fact that it doesn't force you to use someone else's button. You can use whatever button you want and you can customize how many buttons and which buttons and what kind of code. You can make your own button if you want. And something else really awesome that ShareBar does is, and you'll see this on every page of the audacity to podcast.com, and you see similar behavior over at mashable.com. If you are in a web browser window where the content fills the window and there's no space on the left or right side, but the content just fills the window because you have a smaller resolution screen or your browser window is smaller than your screen is then you'll notice the sharing buttons show up at the top of the page. I'll also be making it so they show up at the bottom of the page as well. But then if you have a bit of a wider window or much higher resolution, then you'll see that the share buttons show up at the side of your post. And they don't just show up at the top side of your post, but you'll see that as you scroll the page, the share buttons stay right there on the left or right side of the page as you're scrolling down with the content. So this is fantastic for keeping the share button readily available to your visitors because they can, as they get to your article, they might only read half your article and there are the share buttons right there on the left or right side. Or they might get to the bottom, share buttons right there on the left or right side, or they're at the top, share buttons are right there on the left or right side. So it moves with the browser window as they're scrolling down your page. Keeping the share buttons easily accessible and making it easy for people to share. By default, this has the uh, the tweet button, the dig button, the uh, not the Facebook button, but they're using share this and share this has a Facebook button and an email button and a share button. Well, I've customized mine so that it's just the tweet button a, an official Facebook like button and then share this as email and share button. And then I've also added a get glue button in there. And the way that you can add buttons or change these buttons are that you can add in what button will show when the buttons are displayed horizontally or you can see what buttons, you can customize what button will show when the share bar is displayed vertically. So you can use those larger buttons with the counter above them, or you can use the smaller buttons with the counter beside them, depending on how it's displayed and the size 
of your visitor's window. So ShareBar is the plugin that I recommend for that. Again, say it with me now. Link in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 41. Now, I've recently had an episode about making money with your podcast, and that was in episode 39 over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 39. I talked about five ways to make money from your podcast or blog. And I mentioned one of these ways is that... Uh, You can use affiliate links and also add banners in your blog or podcast for your podcast. Again, this all shows up on the blog, not in your podcast itself. But two plugins that I recommend is if you mention, ever mention a product or a video, a book, a DVD, music, anything like that in your post, why not link it with an Amazon affiliate code? Sign up for an Amazon affiliate account. And I've explained more how to do that in episode 39. But use the Amazon Reloaded plugin for WordPress. Amazon Reloaded adds a new area in your edit post window. And this is a search engine for Amazon.com. You can type in, once you have this set up, you type in a product that you want to search for. It finds it. You can enter, insert either a small, medium, or large picture or just a text link to that product, and it will automatically have your affiliate code embedded into that link. So that if you're going along and you're blogging or podcasting, and you mention something that you say that you want to, uh, you're recommending to people that they can use hydrogen in this product, and Amazon.com just so happens to sell hydrogen in their website, which I don't know why they wouldn't, but then again, I don't know that they do. But if you want to mention hydrogen, then why not link to it? That way people can click it and purchase from it or purchase something else from Amazon at, on the same day. So Amazon Reloaded for WordPress helps you do that really simply. Affiliate links with Amazon.com. Additionally, if you want to have some banners on the side of your page, there are many different ways that you can put banners on your page, but one of the easiest ways I've found is with a plugin called Ad Rotate. AD Rotate, not ADD. AD Rotate. This will allow you to put in different groups of advertisements, different banners. You can encode the links so that they won't be blocked sometimes by ad blockers. This is a way that you can also randomize what banners are showing to your visitors. Like if you visit the audacitypodcast.com, I currently have a few banners on there. I might remove those though, but I currently have those on the site. And if you keep refreshing the page, not only will you hit my server a bunch of times, but you will also see that the banners will change a little bit every now and then. That's something that you can do with AdRotate. AdRotate also makes it easy for you to set expiration dates on things or what pages you want something to display on, certain groups of ads, all of this. So these are two plugins you can use to make money with your podcast, Amazon Reloaded and AdRotate. Moving on, I've got more links too, by the way. This is just a like a harvest city of links for WordPress. Speaking of links, you hear podcasters frequently mention stuff like if you want to get a certain 
or if you want to go anywhere on the web, they might say something like visit www.thisothersite.com slash page slash category slash topic slash this slash that slash whatever slash I'm getting bored slash finally gets to the slash content dot PHP question mark equals no <laughs> you can get these links and they're terrible to speak into a podcast. It's great to embed these in your show notes so that people can just click on it and you tell them, go to the show notes and click on the link. Like I tell you, go to the show notes and click on the links in the show notes. But another way that you can do this is that you can make a pretty link with a program, a plugin called Pretty Link. There are two editions. There's Pretty Link Lite and Pretty Link Pro. They both do the same thing at the core level, and that is make pretty links for you. So I can tell you, like I do with several of my affiliate links on noodle.mx, I can tell you visit noodle.mx slash Amazon takes you to amazon.com using my affiliate code. But I've only had to tell you noodle.mx slash Amazon, or I could do this for certain pages. Like I could tell you, visit the audacitytopodcast.com slash cover art and you'll get redirected to the cover art page or all sorts of things like this that I can make it either pages on my own site or pages on other sites. And I can tell people just visit mypodcast.com slash whatever I want to put in there. And it redirects it. This makes it really easy to say, share, and also for people to remember, because no one's going to remember a long URL, but something short, they can remember. Make it logical. Now, I have purchased Pretty Link Pro, and if you click on the Pretty Link Pro link in my show notes at the com slash 41, then that is an affiliate link to purchase Pretty Link Pro. Here's the main reason why I purchased Pretty Link Pro, and I have a screenshot on this of this is that only Pretty Link Pro allows you to automatically add Pretty Links for every post you make. Now, you can customize these Pretty Links as well. So you'll see in the, uh, the screenshot that I have in the show notes, you'll see that my Pretty Link has a new section in my Edit Posts page where it lets me actually change right there while I'm editing a post, editing, <laughs> I can change what URL is listed there so that I can make it something logical while I'm editing my post. I don't have to copy the URL, go somewhere else, paste it, come up with a name and all of that. I can edit it right there and also right there on the page. I get to see how many people have clicked through using that link. So that's Pretty Link Pro to get that extra feature and there are a lot more features too. Or just use regular Pretty Link Lite, which is free. And you can do this stuff on your site to make linking much easier for people. It also can make it much easier for you to remember these things. Like instead of having to remember your affiliate links for many different sites, you could just make it yourpodcast.com slash whatever your affiliate is. And then that can be an easy way for you to remember that and type that into your links so that you don't have to try and dig out this long, boring URL. Site speed is really important to your web visitors and to search engines. Google will rank your site higher if it loads faster. 
but also people are more likely to visit your site and consume your content if your site loads faster. And there are two plugins that you could use for this. Don't use them together. Use one or the other. Either WP Super Cache or the W3 Total Cache plugin. Either of these work really well at doing their job. What they're made to do is right now, probably, if you don't have either of these plugins installed, when someone visits your site, your WordPress has to go to your database, pull all of this information, look at all of the widgets you have loaded, look at all of the pages, load all the content, all of this stuff. Now, it does it pretty quick, yes. But if you get a lot of people visiting your site at a time, then you're going to run out of processing power on your server and your site will shut down. So you use a caching plugin and what a caching plugin will do for you is it speeds up your site by making it stop looking at the database every single time someone visits the site or refreshes it. And instead, it caches things by like taking a screenshot, essentially. It's not, don't think a picture. Think of just... It captures a moment of your site and it displays that so that it's not using all of this dynamic PHP and MySQL and all of this complicated stuff you don't have to care about, but it's not running that every time. Instead, it's just loading a straight page to your visitors. So this can help seriously increase your site speed, especially if you have a site that suddenly gets featured on a major website like Reddit or maybe Oprah mentions your website or something like that, then you can install these plugins and that will help prevent your website from going down because your pages will be cached. They can be a little bit complicated to set up, but just follow the directions and it all will be okay. And typically just take what they recommend as you should do. Now, ever since the iPhone has been introduced, Flash has been dying Most podcast players out there are powered by Flash. And that is that when you you post your episode, you get that little player, or you should have a little player there, so that people can click on the player and listen to your podcast right there on your website. And most of the time, those little players are powered by Adobe Flash Player. The iPhone and iPad and iPod Touch are iOS devices, they do not have Flash on them. You can't run Flash content at all on those devices. So what you have to do instead is do an HTML5 player. But you don't have to worry about this because if you use the Blueberry PowerPress podcasting plugin, it has an HTML5 player option in it. It will use HTML5 for newer browsers and computers that support it. Or if those computers don't have HTML5, it falls back to a Flash player, which will work for everyone else. The only place this doesn't work, to my knowledge, is Firefox Mobile for Android operating systems. Because Firefox can neither play MP3 files through HTML5, nor play Flash because Firefox Mobile doesn't have Flash yet. So that's the only place I know that this won't work. But that's such a small, very small segment that I don't think you have to worry about that. Most likely, if anyone's running Firefox on their Android phone, 
then they know how to use another browser to visit your site. Additionally, your site might not be designed very well for a mobile device, like a mobile phone, an iPhone or an Android phone. So look at installing the WP Touch plugin for your WordPress site. This plugin will format your site in a special way for mobile devices so that they don't see all of the sidebars and columns and all of this stuff. They see primarily your content and it's very mobile friendly and makes it easy for them to browse on their mobile device. They can still read your content, get your links, see your pictures, but this is a way that it cleans up your site a little bit so that your mobile people don't have to see all of this stuff in this micro text on their screen and zoom in all the time and pan around. This makes it really easy for them. And it again, all of these plugins are free except Pretty Link Pro. So WP Touch formats that for you and you don't have to worry about it. Now, if someone visits your site and they want to see the full site on their mobile browser, then there is a link that WP Touch adds to there that they can just switch back to the full site instead of seeing everything in the touch version. Lastly, last set of plugins I recommend for podcasters that they install in their WordPress are plugins for backing up your WordPress. Now this is more, this doesn't help you podcast, but it will certainly help you if something goes wrong on your website. The plugin I recommend, well, there are two plugins you could use, is either WP-Backup, let me try that again, WP-DB-Backup, link in the show notes. This is the WordPress database backup. This creates a new section in your administration dashboard that lets you go and backup your WordPress, and you can do this whenever you want to and create these backups for you. Now it doesn't back it up automatically. Currently it doesn't, but you can go there and create these backups. So if you're about to do an upgrade, this is a quick and easy way to do it instead of having to go into your PHP, my admin or anything else on your web host to make these MySQL database backups. And the database is where all of your content and settings are stored. So it's really important to get that backed up most likely your web host is already backing up your files. So you don't have to worry about that as much. There are plugins that back that up too. But what you primarily need to worry about is your database. Now there's another plugin too that I like to play with. I haven't had time to play with it yet. But I like the concept of it and it's very popular. It's highly rated. And that is WordPress backup to Dropbox. Do you know what Dropbox is? Visit noodle.mx slash Dropbox to sign up. Dropbox is a free file syncing service that gives you two gigabytes for free to start out with. You can pay for more or you can refer people to them and get upgraded space. And this is something that is a great way to back up just a few folders on your computer and it automatically synchronizes them so you get past versions and all of that. But also it can synchronize one computer with another through these folders, or it synchronizes these select folders. So this WordPress backup system, or it's called WordPress Backup to Dropbox, will back up your database 
and send it to Dropbox for you. And it does this automatically, or it does it whenever you load WordPress admin panel. So it's not totally automatic. If you're gone for three weeks, it's not going to back up while you're gone unless you log in to your WordPress admin interface. But this is a great way that you can put it in Dropbox. And then if you have Dropbox installed on your computer, remember Dropbox is free, noodle.mx slash Dropbox. We'll both get a little space bonus if you do that. It will automatically then download your backups to your computer. Now, my friend Ray Ortega is saying in the chat room that WordPress database backup is his preferred option. He gets a weekly email of his backups automatically. And that is, that's the same plugin that I mentioned too, I believe. Uh, so check these out in the show notes over at the audacity to podcast.com slash 41. Here's the grand review. Blueberry PowerPress podcasting plugin, FD feed burner plugin, tent blogger, RSS feed burner redirect, a kismet, intense debate or discuss, Google Analytics or Google Analytical WordPress Analytics, Blueberry PowerPress again, feed burner plugins, contact form 7, cryptex, all-in-one SEO pack or a really good theme like Genesis standard theme or thesis, Amazon Reloaded, Ad Rotate, Pretty Link or Pretty Link Pro. WP Supercache or W3 Total Cash, WP Touch, Blueberry PowerPress again, WPDB Backup, or WordPress Backup to Dropbox. That's your grand review there and very short. So check out, check out the links to all of these in the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 41 and I've got a few screenshots in there for you as well so you can check that out and see all of these links and what actually might be easiest for you is in your WordPress is just do the search in WordPress for these things that way you can install it right there but I have the links for you anyway over in the show notes so you can learn more about each of these plugins and I will be blogging about these plugins in the future. I'll start a little series probably and explain how to use each of these plugins a bit better or I might even turn it into a video training product that you could purchase someday and really explain how to use every single one of these plugins uh, individually and so that way you could learn to take the most advantage of each of these. Now, what are your favorite plugins? I've mentioned my favorite plugins for podcasting, but what are your favorite plugins for podcasting? Send those to me by emailing them to feedback at noodle.mx or you can call in to 859-353-4332 or leave a comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 41. And I would love to hear what you prefer to use for your podcasting. Maybe you have a plugin that works better for you in this case, or maybe you have a plugin that you're trying to figure out a replacement for, or maybe you have a plugin that meets a need that you've discovered in your podcasting, and I haven't even mentioned it here. I'd love to hear that from you. Feedback at noodle.mx. By the way, you can send an audio file to that address as well, or call in to 859 353 Four three three two, or leave a comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 41 
And that's the same place that you can get the links to all of these plugins that I mentioned and some screenshots of some of them as well. Now, also, while you're on the site, there are a couple things that I want you to do. When you go to the site, theaudacitytopodcast.com, there's that big subscribe button on the front page. Click on that. Subscribe in iTunes. I'd also love it if you would leave a truthful, but preferably five-star review in iTunes, and hopefully leaving a five-star review would be truthful for you. Leave that in iTunes and also subscribe to us in iTunes and leave a comment there, rate us and review us. There are other ways that you can subscribe to the podcast to get this for free and learn how to use Audacity and how to podcast better. And that way, you don't have to always manually get each episode. It comes to you automatically, just like you probably prefer for your subscribers to do. And there are links to the Facebook page and more on there as well. So you can check all of that out at theaudacitytopodcast.com as well as sign up for the Noodle Mix Network newsletter to hear what's going on with the network and more. Additionally, as I've mentioned in past episodes, I've recently left my full-time job and I'm now full-time self-employed as a web designer and podcast consultant. So if you need help with your website, if you want your website to look amazing, or maybe you're just having some problems with WordPress or the transition to PowerPress or any of this stuff related to podcasting or getting your website working, then please let me know. Email me directly at daniel at noodle.mx and you can check out my other website, which is djosephdesign.com. And at this moment, it's a little bit outdated. I am planning to update that. But especially what your podcast needs, and I'll talk more about this in a future episode, but your podcast needs great cover art. I do cover art for podcasts. Go to podcastcoverart.com. will take you to a page on my website that is all about cover art and how many people call it different things like uh, album art or podcast artwork. But check out podcastcoverart.com and you can read there about the benefits of having great cover art. You can see some of the podcast cover arts that I've already created and maybe get yours posted in there someday too if you hire me to design yours. And you can see what I'll do for the cost of cover art, which is $150. And that is a bargain. I might raise that price after 2011. But for now, it's going to be $150 for cover art. And I design it for you at high resolution. Check that out. I'd really appreciate it if you would also let your friends know if you hear anyone that needs a website design, whether they're a podcaster, a blogger, or just need a website for their business or anything. Please let them know about me and connect the two of us. And that way it'll help me and I'll have some kind of referral fee that will help you. And then it will help your friend because they'll get a great site designed. I like to tell people you have a message that deserves to look great. And that's what I want to do is make your message look great. I want to grow with you. I want to help you succeed, not just line my own pockets, but I want to make you look better and help you better communicate the message that you love to share with others. So check that out. My regular design site is djosephdesign.com. 
com, and also check out my especially uh, my special page on podcast cover art over at podcastcoverart.com. By the way, I'm amazed I got that domain. You know what other domains I got? Podcastartwork.com, podcastalbumart.com, and more related to the same thing. I was pretty surprised that I was able to get those and happy. So check out podcastcoverart.com and see what uh, I've done for other people and see how I can design a cover art for your podcast as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Audacity Podcast and subscribing. Make sure you're subscribed, especially. Follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. And again, get the links to everything I mentioned in the show notes over at the audacity to podcast.com slash 41. Send questions, comments, feedback to feedback at noodle.mx. Call into 859-353-4332. Or again, leave a comment on the show notes over at the audacity to podcast.com slash 41. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, The Ramen Noodle. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx. Find more of our podcasts on podcasting, that's this one, clean comedy, Christian worldview, movie reviews, and more to come, all part of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If you want a technology podcast, Go to techpodcasts.com and you will be overwhelmed with how many podcasts there are on technology. Check it out over at techpodcasts.com.